This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Hello, citizens. Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the shirt-cocking podcasters. Yeah. Uh, no pants today. No, shirt, straight shirt-cocking. Shirt-cocking it. Just like TJ Miller would repeat. Shirt-cocking. Shirt-cocking. Trademark Blake Lively. Is it? Apparently. Is that her? She said it to Ryan Reynolds one time? Yep. Just straight shirt-cocking? Oh, you're she's just going to shirt-cock it? She's the coolest. Wonder why she's coolest? Why is that? Green Lantern. Green? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> No? Nope. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure it was a line they took out of Green Lantern. They said, not here. Not here. This doesn't work. Made a little green yeah, shirt cock Wouldn't fist. work. Shirt cocking. He's wearing the uh, yeah. the shirt from the Goonies in that scene. The uh, Is he really? The Truffle Shuffle shirt. I don't remember his name in the Goonies. I haven't seen the Goonies in a while. Josh Brolin didn't even notice. Really? He had no idea it was the same Why shirt. Why would he? He was so cool, but eh. way too cool for school. So cool. Got the red headband? Walking around? I mean, if you could pull it off. Trying to hit on the only girl who's... Not completely there. fucking weird in that movie. <laughs> That's a weird movie. It's a very weird movie. Sloth. Superhero? It's got a Superman shirt. He does Count wear a it. Superman shirt. Count it. Huh? We could do a whole Nerdy Thirst episode two kind of thing. They did that? It was like their first aired episode, yeah. Did they do it twice yet? Then doesn't count. <laughs> no, it doesn't count until they do nope, it twice. Not until they do it twice. We're talking about Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. The 20, second Deadpool. Yeah, 2018's Deadpool 2. Directed by David Leach. Not Lynch. Not Lynch. He looks like David Lynch. A little bit. This is written by Rhett Reese. That's a name. Rhett Reese. Rhett Reese. Rhett Reese. Rhett Reese. <laughs> Who is in Rat Race? Oh, I was, that's I was going for Scooby-Doo. Oh, God. Rat Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Wernick and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Of course. Two of them wrote the first one. Yeah, and there's a man missing. Uh, it's a Tim Miller. Tim Miller. Notably missing, the director of the first one. Yeah. He uh, left over creative differences. With Ryan Reynolds. Mostly he wanted to cast Kyle Chandler. From Friday Night Lights as Cable. Not as good of a choice for no. Cable. Not Ron Livingston, by the way. No. Different person. Completely different person. Yeah, they look so similar. Uh, they act very similar. Kyle Chandler, I remember him from a show called Early Edition in the early oh, 2000s. My. It was like a thing that my yeah. family would get together and watch. Because you guys, the newspaper Gary Hobson, came out early. Yeah. Gary Hobson gets tomorrow's newspaper today. That's so it's cool. A brilliant premise. What a cool thing. Yeah. I also heard that he Tim Miller wanted to make a more stylistic movie after yeah. they realized the first one's it, and then Ryan Reynolds like, no, man, no, I want a raunchy comedy. I want, I want more dick jokes. I want to, I want to Ryan Reynolds this thing up. Yeah, yeah. We should also mention, not on mic in studio. It's our buddy. It's just Kevin. It's just Kevin. Hey, it's, bud. He's around. Oh, well, hi. There you go. There it is. So I'm on the couch. He's a lot like the color commentary man in Major League. Why'd you have to use color? Because I'm colorblind. He's very colorblind. Super colorblind. What color is Deadpool's costume? Purple. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's terrific. I know he's trolling, but I still love it. <laughs> You've seen this before, right? Oh, absolutely. I had. This is it. your first time. First, my firsty on this one. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I like it more than the first. Me too. I think it's unanimously agreed on. Not unanimous. No. A lot of people think it's better than the first one. I really enjoy it. Better For than it first. being the oh. same movie as the first one. Our color commentator over here is wincing. He doesn't like it. He he seems oh, I to. No, well, he said there the first. He said the first one's better. So. Uh, official poll results. He's not a 66. shirt cocker. 
4.7% of people prefer this movie to the first one. That's right. Yeah. So, so more than half. One out of one colorblind people say it's... Nah, I like the first one better. Yeah. That's what colorblind people like. Of course. Of course. Deadpool 1. That makes sense. Even though it doesn't because in this one we actually have people of, of color here because Domino. Domino. Domino's the fucking best oh, of this God, movie. She's, she's the best amazing. thing in this movie. She, yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely amazing. Well, no. I'm not going to say best thing in the movie. What do you think the best She's thing is? a very good thing in What's the movie. What's best? Don't say Shirkoggin. It's not. It's not Shirkoggin. It's probably the Juggernaut. That's a great reveal. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't either the first time I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be weird if you weren't ready for the second time you saw it. That would be really what weird. What were you like, on? I was like, oh, I didn't know he was going to be in it again. <laughs> Still, it's the Juggernaut. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds as the Juggernaut. Uh, speaking of- Neat. It's the Juggernaut. Yeah. Bitch. No, the That's music. What about it? When the Juggernaut appears. What was it? It's a track by, well, we have the composer Tyler Bates. Sure. He did a track called You Can't Stop This Motherfucker. That's awesome. And uh, That's amazing. It has a full choir and an orchestra, and they're singing, You can't stop this motherfucker. Holy shit balls. Holy shit balls. It's amazing. That's my new ringtone. I it's gotta be. Love it. That's terrific. Absolutely love it. Because we didn't get the, uh, what was the DJ who did the last movie? I don't know. I just he, assume it's the RZA whenever he, there's a DJ involved. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> uh, he left when Tim Miller left and then got replaced by Tyler Bates. Cool. Great. When David Leach joined on. David Leach, who was known for doing John Wick. John Wick. Do you think that they brought David Leach on this thing because- Because of John Wick? Of John Wick and because you think, I think Ryan Reynolds had way too much control over this thing. Uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds had a lot of control over yeah. this thing. To the point that he basically said, I want to almost rehash the first movie and just make some small changes here and there for storytelling wise. I don't know if it's a rehash. It kind of feels the like a rehash. The story structure is similar for Same. sure. Same. Same. Where he has to open the movie somewhere in the future and then he has to go back and we have to catch up to it again. Obviously, yeah. this one doesn't take half the movie. Right. And the first one was an accident because they kind of boned up when they made the movie and made the cancer stuff too sad and then they had to yeah. mix in the comedy and the dick jokes and yeah. all that stuff. Well, that's what you get when you have a first-time director. But what do you think when the first-time director says, I want to put more style in this thing? Now that we know it's a hit, we know people are going to go see a sequel, I want to put more style in this and Ryan Reynolds says, no. No. Raunchy humor. More of it. What do you think that says about the filmmaker or even just the creative process? I don't know. That's, uh, who's really in the driver's seat in this thing? It seems like it's Ryan Reynolds. It seems like it's entirely Ryan Reynolds. Is that okay? Because it works. I think it does work, but I also think that this is kind of Ryan Reynolds' victory lap because he finally figured it out, and he even does it in the post-credits where he has to go fix the timelines yeah. where he kills himself as Deadpool, and then he has to go kill himself as Ryan Reynolds doing the Green Lantern thing, right. which is the same joke that he did from the first movie. Well, but it's still funny. It is still Because funny. the movie's still bad. Yeah. Aha! Uh, he said it. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Wolverine Origins. Oh, no. Oh, about no. The Green, Green Lantern's Lantern. solid. Yeah. Solid. Okay. Sinestro approved. Oh. Yeah. Oh, in that case. <laughs> but how much control is too much control over this? Especially because this is kind of Fox's baby when it comes to Moneymaker. It's also Ryan Reynolds' baby. We know that. He spent years and years and years trying to get the first one made. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think Deadpool's cool? I was going to ask you the same question. Okay, I asked about Superman being cool a few episodes back, and it turned out that we're the broken ones, but Superman's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is the same thing again. Deadpool's a broken one, and that's why we were okay with him. I don't know. I feel like Deadpool's like the kid on the playground who still laughs at Family Guy, like new episodes of it. <laughs> of It's uh... like, yeah, no, these are all the same jokes. They're all overdone. They're all worn out, but... <laughs> but it feels Dick authentic. Balls. It 
uh, it's not hard to portray an asshole. It's not hard. It's, uh, it's true. Look Ryan at, Reynolds is kind of look at Robert Downey Jr. He nails it. Yeah, he nails it. So I have issues about Robert Downey Jr. right now, in a weird way. Okay. Small little sidetrack. How now he launched this whole thing, how he wants to save the Earth, yada, yada, And everyone's like, oh, he's the real life Iron Man. I'm just like, well, he's motherfucker not just made like a half billion dollars off of this stuff. Who's <laughs> he, he completely robbed most of the other actors on that thing by taking all the money. And now he's throwing it all back. What a hero. What a hero. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have to. No, he doesn't have to. But I mean, when you have that much money, what are you going to do? That's true. How much money could you spend? It's not like Brewster's Millions here, where you Is have to get challenge? rid of all your money in order to get a baseball team or more money. I don't remember where that movie ends. Yeah, I don't know. what the. You don't even know that movie? No. It's on Comedy Central, like crazy when we were younger. Oh, okay. Yeah. Richard Pryor, John Candy. Sure. It's Those are okay. Well, it's interesting. It's only okay with that kind of cast. Yeah. That's what I said about Zoom, too. So Fair enough. <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Stay on there for just a little bit longer. Yeah. Is Deadpool cool? Or do they want us to think Deadpool's cool because he's so quick and quippy? I think he's cool. But why? Because he's so cool and quippy. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh... I started to ask myself that at the end, the scene where he, quote unquote, dies. Sure. That took a year and a half, two it's, years? It's great. Roughly? It's a good I don't, gag. I don't know what it was, how it's long a, it took. It's a good gag. If Seth Green wrote it, or Seth MacFarlane even. Robot if a Seth chicken. wrote it. Then... If a Seth wrote it, yeah. it'd be great. <laughs> But because Ryan Reynolds wrote it. I don't know. It just took forever. Well, yeah, I think that that was kind of the joke. Jokes at punchlines. This was just entirely set up for nothing then, if that's the case. I mean, he did die eventually. Eventually, but I mean, he barely died. Nah. He barely died. That's true. I did like the way that they framed it when every time he died, he got to go see Vanessa. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Because that's a thing that happens in the comics where he dies on purpose to visit death. Yeah. Marina Baccarin, by the way. I think in her wardrobe, when they were planning it all out, they just left pants off the list. Yeah, they were just There's like, no, no you, don't, you don't need those for this movie. Yeah, she's shirt cooching it the whole time. <laughs> but when I said that this movie's a lot like the first one, it's that there's a lot of recycled material. But it's kind of thrown about differently, especially at the beginning when he goes to Professor Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. Yeah. And how he makes the same joke about it, like, how come I only see you two in this big old house? Why couldn't the producers afford blah, 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 blah? Sure. And I love that little gag of them closing the door. It was very like Truman Show. Oh, it's great. Like with the elevators and stuff like that in Truman Show, how you don't see behind the scenes. Terrific little touch. Simon Kinberg, who was actually a uh, producer on this, was directing Dark Phoenix at the exact same time they were filming this. Yeah. So that's how he got that shot in there. Makes sense. It's a quick shot. And uh, they were filming in Montreal. They filmed the whole thing, put it in a green screen. So you got James McAvoy, Nick Holt. Evan Peters, Ty Sheridan, Alexandra Ship, and Cody Smith McPhee. What a name. Yeah. Rolls right off the tongue. Two people missing from there. A Jennifer Lawrence and a Sophie, Sophie Turner. Turner. Yeah. Yeah. How about I mean, that? It's pretty interesting. Just gonna leave that off doing leave other that there. things. Yeah, they were. Even though were I don't think Jennifer Lawrence was, to tell you the truth. I think she was in is this her first movie out of her break? I guess. She took a break. I know that. I don't know. They were filming the movie, so they were around. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just a creative decision. To not have them there? To not have them in there, based on events that happen in a movie that takes place before this. Did you see the movie? I have not seen it. Oh, okay. But I can draw assumptions based on Okay. I can, I can buy things. that one. movie's very polarizing, apparently. Really? There are people who- I haven't heard anybody it's... who said it's good. Yeah, I've heard some people say it's not as bad as people think. They oh, think okay. Apocalypse is worse. I mean, I can see that. I haven't seen any of them, so Lucky I'm just you. going off of what people tell me. Okay. It's easier that way sometimes. Cable was actually supposed to be in Days of Future Past. I did hear that one. I did hear that one. What did you think of Josh Brolin? 
I loved it. Yeah. I also like the Deadpool kind of breaks the fourth wall and says, No. He's not as tall as in the comics. Yeah. 5'11, but. I have an issue with you saying break the fourth wall. Why is that? Because I don't think there's a fourth wall in this movie. I think it's designed that way, where he makes, no, no, hear me out. He makes too many references to the production itself that I think that there's not a fourth wall established. Whereas in the first one, he turns and actually talks to the audience. Sure. In this one, he's not doing it. Well, I mean, he does when he says uh, that the monster in the basement is next to a heaping dose of foreshadowing. He looks right at the camera. Right at the camera for that one. But he is, he's saying that to the characters within the scene. In the la- in the first movie, first Deadpool, yeah. he's talking directly to us, giving us exposition about the story. In this one, he's saying just kind of one-off things about the story itself. He's not talking to an audience at this point. I don't know. He mentions it a few times. We're even at the bar when he's there and and Vanessa's all dead at this point. He's drinking and he's pissing himself at the bar because that's funny. <laughs> and the one biker guy or mercenary guy comes up to him and he's and he's like, I'm fine. He's like, you know what fine means? Blah, blah, blah. And he even makes a comment no like, more speaking no more speaking you. lines for you. He's yeah. referencing the production okay. again. Yeah. I think that you're not establishing a fourth wall at that point. You're just kind of living within whatever this is in this box that we understand like we're in a movie. I get it. I mean, that's Deadpool's whole shtick though. Is that he's aware that he's a fictional character. Right. But do you think that they took it to the next level of that in this one by having stuff like that? Or do you think that it's not done as well? Because it has to be one or the other. Because it's very different than the first movie, the way they do it. Is it? Yes. I don't know. I feel like they made references to the production in the first movie. They did, but they did it directly to the audience. How it was to Instead of to the characters. Instead of within the world. Well, then, yeah. I guess it's just taking it to the next level. Okay. I don't know. Pushing the boundaries. Seeing what they can get away with. I mean, it doesn't not work for what that's worth. I thought it was hilarious. It's very funny until you start thinking about it, which, which I unfortunately I don't do. think you're supposed to do. Not with this movie, you're not. No. <laughs> Can I talk about one bad thing? It's a bad thing. Okay. I'll let, I'll let you have one bad thing. I need to take a deep breath. Okay. Because it's about to get real, real dark here for a second. TJ Miller. Oh, God. <laughs> the weasel. Had to drop that bomb the on you. appropriate named weasel. Get it out of the way. What a shitty human being. He sucks so hard. But. But. He's pretty good in this movie. I don't think he's as good as he was in the first one. You don't think so? No. He does a weird acting choice where it's it feels like he wants us to think that he's improvising these lines. Yeah. But they are so fucking scripted. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. What if that's just his delivery? Like, he maybe he didn't have anything scripted, but the way he delivers everything seems like it was scripted. Yeah, I don't think that's what it was. To, no. I don't think that's what no, it was I'm at all. I'm trying to throw him. Because he used the word avocado again. Avocado. It's a, it's a funny word. Yeah. It's a big hat. It's, it's a throwback. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a reference. It's a callback. I guess it is. They call it a callback. A callback. Not a throwback. This isn't Thursday. <laughs> Unless you're listening on Thursday. Uh-oh, I broke the fourth wall. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Speaking of pushing the boundaries, they did have to cut one joke. What joke? The producers made them cut. I don't know. I've been looking for it everywhere, but nobody, they've, it's never come out what the actual joke was. But because of the impending Disney deal, I want to say it was sometime in the, around the scene when he's comparing the song from Yentl to, to Do You Want to Build a Snowman? That makes Papa, sense. Papa, can you yeah. hear me? Do you want to build a snowman? It's the same fucking song. It's the same song. I'm anyway, glad someone had the balls to finally point that out. Yeah. Apparently, Ryan Reynolds just noticed that on his own. He's like, I'm putting that in the movie. Sure. Because- he has that kind of control now. Because he's watching Yentl for fun. Yeah. Who of does? course. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yentl, Schindler's List, Fiddle on the Roof. What a Saturday. Oh, wow. <laughs> Only happy movies. That's right. Ugh. That's right. All smiles Ooh. there, right? Yeah. But uh, anyway, Fox producers made them cut a joke that they say 
acknowledged the Fox Disney deal in some way. And Ryan Reynolds was really excited about the joke, but they made him cut it. And he said, he said something along the lines of like, when you're making a movie, find your favorite piece of it and cut it because they're going to make you do it anyway, which I thought was interesting considering how much of his fingerprints are all over this movie. Find your favorite piece of it and cut it because they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. That's not usually how it goes. No. No, a usually, lot of the, usually a lot of you the time, fight for your favorite part. Usually fight for your favorite part, and usually the stuff that you want to get cut is your beyond raunchy part of it. Right. Like, especially if a hard R like this movie is. Yeah. You want to put something that's so over the top that, that that's it's going to distract. Gonna that's yeah. what they're going to cut. It would be a lot like if Ryan Reynolds- Like the shirt was, cocking scene. It would be shirt cocking, but at the same time, it would be like him fucking Walt Disney's frozen head. Oh my God. Because, yeah, no, Maybe that was the joke. That's going to get cut because that's <laughs> way over the top. Whatever it was, he said he was yeah. super proud of the joke, and it was his favorite joke in the movie. So maybe- I think he's building mythology, tell you it's, the truth. You know, about actually, that makes making a lot of, the of movies. sense. Just letting you know that I made a really, really funny joke just now. We had to cut it for this episode. We had <laughs> yeah, to cut it. It was too raunchy. Way too raunchy. Uh, Dave, I can't believe you went there. I Hey, it had to be said. I'm glad somebody said it. Somebody finally put it's Kevin. It's about time. Somebody finally it's put Kevin in his place. It's always got to be me. There's also a post credit scene that got cut. It's possible. There were so many in this thing. There was only three. one. There were three, technically. I mean, okay. Scenes. Scenes. Uh, yeah, but it was a, it was it was a post-credit montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got? Deadpool traveled back in time to kill baby Hitler. What's with the obsession with the, the killing of of going Cosmic Ghost Rider on all this shit? Well, I mean- Because is... they said it again in this one. We're like, why don't you just go back and kill- By the way, we should talk about Russell. Fire Fist, you yes, know, because he's Russell. the villain of this movie. I mean, something like the villain. Something like the villain about how he's he's big, angry, there are, there are so big, many angry New Zealand boy. Almost villains in yeah. this movie. Yeah. But- and he's, his whole plot is he was going to go and kill everyone because he likes to, to kill. Yeah, he was he was going to go. He's very angry. You have to stop the bad guy from killing yeah. the other bad guy but because then he's going to be a really bad guy. Exactly. That yeah. old gag. But then they yeah. say, like, why don't you just go back in time and kill baby him, blah, blah, blah. It's like another Cosmic Ghost Rider. They made a hint at that in Endgame, too. But yeah, that but, was with Thanos. I mean, that was a straight up one. It's a, but it was kind of funny how it was mentioned in front of Josh Brolin in this one, too. Yeah. I also like that at one what point. What a year Deadpool for Josh Brolin. Calls Josh Brolin. Angry Grimace? No, he calls him Thanos at one point. That's pretty great. Which, just to his face. He's yeah. like, chill it, Thanos. <laughs> it's fucking great. The the little one-off comments. I it's love. the ones that you don't hear, I guess. Like the second yeah. watch comments. Yeah, the ones that, that, that really just contribute nothing to the story. Slip right past you. Um, but yeah, there was a killing baby Hitler okay. post credit scene that they cut. But is on the, the super duper cut or whatever it's called. And it's... It's fine, but I guess it may- I have the Super Duper Cut. I don't remember seeing it. Is it like an, a bonus feature or something? Uh, it's in the actual Super Duper Cut, but if you don't select the Super Duper Cut, it just shows you the theatrical cut. So if you just hit play movie, it shows you the theatrical cut. I got to watch it again. Yeah, me too. Because I think, I, yeah, we fucked up. But <laughs> So that's been this episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the post credit scene, he goes and he's like, oh, this is really hard. I don't know what to do because it's like a- It's a little baby Hitler. Everybody, little baby art boy. This is like a classic- Doesn't hate anyone yet. Conflict of- Yeah. This is a hasn't seen, age-old debate. Hasn't seen Yentl. Hasn't seen Schindler's. Hasn't seen Fiddler yet. <laughs> I don't know that Adolf saw any of those movies. Then why was he so angry? <laughs> Maybe because he almost got killed by Ryan Reynolds when he was a baby. That'll do it. He ends up just changing his diaper. I have an issue with the end of the movie, actually, now that you mention it, about post credit stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It involves time travel. That's a dangerous, dangerous spot to go into, yes. as yes. we've discussed. Me and Brian, off mic, have talked about Endgame quite a bit. Yeah. And the goings-on of that movie and how it all works, and no one's right. And that's what we've determined. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's too many ways to be right, too many ways to be wrong. No one's right. The directors don't know what, what the answer is either. 
They don't, Brian. They Coming don't. from a person nope. who has personally time-traveled, I'm going to tell you right now yes. who's got it right. Okay. Nobody. Nobody's got it right yet. Not yet. Not yet. Keep that in close to the, the It's interesting that you yeah. bring up time travel and the issues with Endgame because, cannot... because they work very different in these two movies, the way time travel works. We're not getting into it. But yeah. – uh, no, just yeah. – it's a segue, Dave. But <laughs> the issue I have with time travel in this one is that – all right, so Cable's a time traveler. Yeah. He can go there and he can come back. Yeah. That's his – that's all he has. It's all the juice he has in his – He's a time slider. His – Technically. Like sliders? Yeah. Like a – Like a tiny cheeseburger. Remember that mo- that show back in the nineties, Sliders? No, I don't we, know we what watch, it's about. I was watching early edition. That's right. That was early. Two, <laughs> that was the early noughts. Yes, the early aughts. After the movie's over, how Cable's like, yeah, hey, my family's all safe now, and I could just here. I'm going to save the world now, and my family will just yeah live without me. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Instead of blowing up, they just lost a dad. That's right. Yeah, that'll be fine. I'm sure. I'm sure those kids won't be all uh, fucked up in the head at some poor, point. Poor Hope. Right. Deadpool's going to end up fixing the time traveler. He's going to get more juice because... Because apparently Negasonic Teenage Warhead knows, she, how, to she knows how to fix stuff. time travel devices. And that's when he goes back in time and he starts fixing the timelines. But my issue with it is that he goes back in time and he's able to shoot himself as Deadpool in the Wolverine. Is it Wolverine Origins? Yeah. That one? Yeah. And he's also able to kill Ryan Reynolds, the, the green, holding the Green Lantern script. Fine. Sure. But how is he able to kill himself? Because Cable goes back in time and there's only one Cable. Because well, Cable uses to go back in time in order to save Deadpool. Yes. And there's only one Cable. The way it works in the comics is if Cable time travels... I don't care about the comics. We're talking about Deadpool 2. Okay. All right. So the way it works in Deadpool yeah. 2 is the same way it works in the comics. God when damn. Cable <laughs> time travels to a time he's already in, all of his memories just go into the body that's already there. All of his new memories... Okay. Yeah. And that's just a strictly Cable thing. I think so. Whereas Deadpool is just going to be Deadpool and all over the place. I don't know. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. As long as you say you don't know, that's all I care about. But it's interesting that yeah. the time travel works fundamentally different ways from the MCU because Bob Iger has said that now that the Fox properties are owned by Marvel, that Deadpool is going to be integrated into the MCU under Disney, and mm-hmm. the company's willing to make future R-rated Deadpool movies as long as the audience knows what's coming. Why wouldn't they know it's coming? Right at this point, they kids love know. Deadpool. By kids the way. love Deadpool. It's every single because actor, he says the fuck word. Every single actor that's in this movie as like a cameo is like, oh, I'm here because my kids love the first one. How messed up is that? Every single one. We are in trouble. But I don't. I wonder how they're going to rectify the difference in time travel if they keep Deadpool stories canon. I don't think they care. That's probably fair. I think it's especially because roll it's with it and just call it a day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll see. It's just Kevin's gone cross out of the couch. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian. What's wrong with his bottle? He's already drunk. <laughs> what, is, what is he, Randy Newman? <laughs> <laughs> just sitting on the couch, on drinking the bourbon. Drinking the bourbon. <laughs> I'm going to sing a song about it. <laughs> you got a friend in me. When I hold the bottle <laughs> upside down, you're making me go cross eyed. <laughs> Ooh, that's poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Speaking of Batman, when Cable asks Deadpool, who are you? He says, I'm Batman. Yeah. What is that about? Nothing. Does Batman exist? It's this? funny. It's funniness? Uh, yeah, it's true. It's, that's all it is? It's, it's Deadpool. It's You're for right. giggles? Speaking, as I did a couple seconds ago about the... The cameos. Did you ask if it was going to be part of, like, is that part of this world? No, no, no. Because he even talks about, oh, that's dark. You belong in the DC, DC universe. <laughs> which is maybe maybe Nailed the best it. one-liner of the movie. Nailed it. But speaking of cameos. Yes. 
There were a lot. Yeah. Like a ton. Like the X-Force. We talked about the X-Men. X-Force. But then we had the X-Force. Hell yeah. Which, wow. Star power. Terry Crews. Bedlam. Bill Skarsgård. Zeitgeist. Louis Tan. Shatterstar? Yeah. Rob Delaney. That's the best one. Is it? Yeah. What about Vanisher? All right, that's the best one. <laughs> the things they kept secret for this movie were yeah, unreal. Vanisher's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. But it's one of those things of, I like how well this movie hides things. Yeah. Because they keep talking about, ooh, the big bad, the big monster that, that Russell's right. befriending in this whole thing. And you're like, I don't know who it is. Right. I have no idea who it is. And once they reveal, you're like, I should have known who once it was. Once it becomes Juggernaut, I, I even went, oh, shit, it's Juggernaut. Not even expecting- Holy shit, boss. Holy yep. shit, boss. Exactly. But when Vanisher's even there, you see like he's got their jump out of a plane. Oh, you, all so you see great. is the vest there. And I, I watched this with my wife. I even turned to her and I said, man, I wonder who it is. And we're going to find really out. That's really funny. But I wonder who it is. Because when I watched it, I figured that was the whole gag, that there was yeah. no air actor for it. No, I figured once they started all dying and yeah. whatnot in their various ways, I said, we're going to see whoever it is. And it was Brad Pitt. So Brad Pitt was originally up for the role of Cable, but because of scheduling conflicts, couldn't do it. Was it scheduling conflicts or were they not going to allow him to eat in every scene? <laughs> this is his move. He doesn't eat in this scene, but to be fair, he's Does only he, he eats wire. He's only on the screen for thirty-seven frames. That's amazing. That is a second and a half. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but basically, he did it. He did the whole cameo because his kids love the movie. He did it for a cup of coffee, hand delivered by Ryan Reynolds. It makes me think, what brand of coffee? Uh, they say it was a Starbucks coffee. What a bougie fuck! All right. I mean, Brad Pitt, I'm sure could afford better than Starbucks. <laughs> <It's> still... <laughs> Yeah, just whatever's you in the- You should have made him work for the like service it, table. Just get bring whatever me. that guano coffee is, the batshit coffee that they do in like bucket list or something like that. This he also- he Shit also, out through bats, and this is- This is collect the beans, and here we go. It's rich stuff. Right. Jack Nicholson, acting. Acting. He also got paid scale, but again, he was only in the second and a half of the movie, so- Not even a day player at that point. No. He, Not I, even. He, uh, according to Rhett Reese, he was there for half an hour. Makes sense. What, I bet all they do is just capture his face and slap it on something. Yeah. Actually, if you watch the outtakes yeah. on the on the DVD that, or the Blu-ray or whatever, the home entertainment viewing yeah. platform of your pleasure, they have him on the on the the in front of the green screen on the wires shaking. That's part neat. of the gag reel. And all right. Like, so- Oh, so he really was there. He did this second and a half for a cup of coffee. Yep. And Robert Downey Jr. was in Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> for three minutes yep. and got $5 million? That's the difference, Roughly? Man. Something like that. Some guys. We live in a fuck up world here. Yeah. That's that's not how the world should work. What can you do? I don't know. Some, Some people are just people better like human coffee. beings. Some people like coffee. <laughs> Some, Some people, people like, like money. A lot of money. Because <laughs> Brad Pitt could ask for a lot more. But why would he? But why would he? He's a nice guy. He understands what star power is. He understands what fun is. These right. cameos and stuff like that. There were a lot more. Celine Dion. This is new. Go on. Did the whole. I'm not kidding. Opening music number. The James Bond bit? Yeah. I didn't even know that was her. It was I was Celine so hooked Dion. on it being a James Bond gag That's funny. that I, I was in heaven. Yeah. Uh, basically, David Leach was like, I want to get an original song for the film. Not David Lynch. Right. He wanted to get an original song for the film. Different movie. Something- Very different movie. Evocative yeah. of, the, of the emotional through line. Something in the vein of Take My Breath Away or My Heart Will Go On. So Ryan Reynolds said, My Heart Will Go On. Well, let's just get Celine. And he wrote her a letter and she said, all right. Aren't they both Canadian? Yeah. That helps. That's <laughs> those, going to help. Those Canadians sticking together. And uh, they found this song called Ashes. I saw David Leach directed the music video for that, too. It's got the Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. And Celine Dion got a banger out of it. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess. <laughs> she needed it. 
I suppose. It was her first her first song to top the adult dance charts since 2008. Other songs that made the, uh, the album, the soundtrack, Nobody Speak by Run the Jewels. Yep. Well, actually, DJ Shadow featuring Run the Jewels. But Of course. But then you got In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Yeah, you do. Which is the classic Say Anything moment. Say Anything's up. Colossus. Oh. Not in the room. Not in the room. Not in the room. Fuck. Shit. He says Cock. it in the movie, though. balls. He says fuck in the movie. How cool is that, That's though? That's great. What a cool guy. There are two versions of Take On Me in the song. Yeah, there are. The you movie. got the, the slow one. <laughs> got the slow one. The sad one. Got to have a sad take on me. Yeah. After, you know, things happen. If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. Yep. Nine to five, Dolly Parton. That opens the movie. So well. Fucking brilliant. It says, hit it, Dolly. I love it. Right after, did you notice in that scene, as he's getting shot at, he jumps behind the bar and he says to the lady next to him, Doesn't he order a drink? He does order a drink. Do you remember what the drink was? No. Well, it's a cranberry grapefruit vodka. You're going to tell me it's called a Dolly or something like that? No. He said, I know it's called a Seed Breeze. Don't make me say it. <laughs> right. Okay. I forgot our rules. Yeah. He ordered a drink. Okay. All right, I'm going to have this drink. Don't make me say it. (laughs) That's not that bad. That could be a lot worse. Oh, wow. I expected it to suck a lot more. Nope, doesn't. That's pretty good. Yep. There's one other cameo of note that I'm sure you missed. Where was it? Try me. It's when Cable first arrives in our current timeline. Okay. There's a lot of story behind this one. It's a good one. I'll, I'll sit down. Here's your Dave Novak moment for the episode. (laughs) (laughs) The long-winded moment brought to you by Dave Novak. So co-writer Rhett Reese has a personal manifesto about bathroom cleanliness. Like Uncle John's bathroom reader. Uh, You ever have one of those? No. Oh, they're terrific. They just have a lot of garbage stuff that just you can learn while you're on the pot. Sure. It's where I learn most of my things throughout life. This is more a personal manifesto. I'm like a master of none now. Because of... Uncle John's bathroom reader. Neat. And it's nice because it sets up different stories of like, there's like a one, a two, and a three, where the ones are like quick one pagers, the twos, two pages, three is like a story, but you learn so much, man. What's a three? A three? Yeah. You gotta ask. I've never had one? (laughs) Lucky me. It's like a ZJ. Oh. Well, I'm familiar with that. (laughs) Anyway, he has this personal manifesto that he sometimes divulges to people. It's more of like a bit that he does about- toilet paper and the inadequacy of it for appropriate human being hygiene. He did the bit for Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds said, we have to put that in the movie somewhere. So they're like, all right, we need to get a certain caliber actor to deliver this. We're thinking Oscar nominated. Alec Guinness. Huh? They got Alec Guinness. No. Okay. No, I'm there's wrong. when cable comes to our current timeline, he runs into two rednecks. Peter talking O'Toole. To each other. It's Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale. Yeah. Is that their names? Yeah. Okay. Tucker and Dale versus evil. I'm not, not familiar. Alan Tudyk? Alan Tudyk. And? Matt Damon. I didn't know that was Matt Damon. That was Matt Damon. That's not Tucker and Dale. No. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is such a funny movie. Yeah. But it is Alan Tudyk. You were yeah, right there. Yeah, it looked like he's portraying the character he plays in Tucker and Dale vs. Yeah. Evil. But the, Matt Damon. Matt Damon in a fat suit and uh, prosthetic. I did miss that. Yeah, it's uh, so Matt So where Damon... was Ben Affleck? Was he under the truck? Yeah, probably. Staring up at Matt Damon. He was like, my mom's name is Martha, too. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> There's a Martha joke in this thing. There is a Martha because joke. Why wouldn't there be? Perfect, actually. It was a great joke. But basically, Ryan Reynolds went to a dinner party. Matt Damon was there. And he's like, hey, I got some pages to send you if you want to do this part in my Deadpool movie. Matt Damon looked it over and said, absolutely. And also, is now a convert, uses the wet wipes. So okay. there you go. 
Well, great. Yeah. There were a bunch of other cameos they wanted to put in the movie. Of course there were. Like when they were doing the um, the interviews with the potential X-Force members. Yeah. They wanted to put Chris Evans in the movie. As? Human Torch. Oh, God, that would have been so, so good. Yeah. But it got cut, obviously, because... Of probably That was probably the things. joke. That was probably the joke. No, I don't truth. think it was. Oh, the... It was probably Ryan Reynolds fucking Walt Disney's frozen head. That's, That's probably got to be the joke. Or Walt Disney's frozen head making out with Ted Williams' frozen head. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Hot. Like scissoring the lips. Yeah. The dead lips. That's got to be it, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't okay. think it is. I bet it involved Walt Disney's frozen head. It probably did, actually. The more you say it, the more it seems like it fits the tone <laughs> it fits of the, the, movie. Tone of the Yeah. <laughs> We're missing a very important character that we have not discussed yet. Who's that? Dupinder. Dupinder! He wants to be... He wants to be a mercenary. He wants to be a mercenary. <laughs> I like how he starts working at the bar. Oh, yeah. And now, what's your superpower? Courage. <laughs> uh, so good. And then when they hire Peter, and he's like, what he gets, you, what's your superpower? Fuck! <laughs> it's my favorite, well, I don't have any. I just saw the ad. Line. Oh, you're in. <laughs> fuck! Rob Delaney's crushing this thing. It's Snuggle Bear. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh. He's so good in this as Peter, where I like how he just leans into... Just the whole X Force. Oh yeah, he's he's such a, like a dad. It's the best. I don't know about this cable fellow, but I'm sure he hasn't <laughs> killed as many people as melanoma. <laughs> when he put on the sunscreen, it's great. It's classic. By the way, hi Yukio. Hi Yukio. <laughs> Isn't she amazing? What a great little just just thing to throw in the fun movie. little joke. It just it's great. It's yeah. like he has the same bit that he does with Negasonic Teenage Warhead or whatever her name is. Yeah. But at the same time, you have Yukio there now as her girlfriend, and just she's so sweet. And this is yeah. hi Yukio, <laughs> hi Wade, hi Yukio. It's nice, it's right? Great. It's nice. It's very nice. I love it. Don't want to forget about Blind Al. Oh, Blind Al. She's in there quite a bit. She is. I like that they they revisit the joke where Deadpool hid the cure for blindness next to all the coke. It's nice, right? And they show the cure for blindness. Yeah. What a good call. She's such a good actress. She is, she is fun. She's a lot of fun. I love the relationship there, too. Yeah. Do you think it's easier to act blind when you get to wear sunglasses for every scene? Yes. Somebody should have told Ben Affleck. They forgot. <laughs> oh, the whole oh, thing. Oh, does that... that mean she has superpowers? No, she actually, she closed her mouth. She didn't have a derp face. No. And that's the difference. That is the difference. That's, oh. how can one person act blind so well and one person act blind so poorly? Choices. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I do have one quick question for you. Yeah. Our little buddy Steven's not going to like this. Uh-oh. Our number one super fan, little buddy, Steven. X-Men. Yes. Is it outdated? And is that the problem with it? And the reason I ask you that is because there's a line in this movie where he says, X-Men, dated metaphor for racism in the 60s. He does <laughs> and say when that. I, he said that, I went, oh. Yeah. But I think I think they're working on updating it now to be more of a, a an LGBTQ issue so they're kind of taking another social issue and and yeah because bringing it back it's a similar thing um it's it's basically like don't hate people for for something dumb so i guess it's not really outdated it's just it need it needed it had to mutate itself the problem it had to mutate its message the problem is they hadn't updated their storyline in the movies since 2001 since the beginning right what you're saying so well they did update him because they did the dark phoenix twice <laughs> Well, yeah, but it, also it's all technically it the same timeline. Time. Well, not timeline, but the same story arc. Sure, but technically, I think that even though they recast it, like I, I know we're going to talk about X Men for a second, but I think the issue is, is I mean, I think Deadpool nailed it. Yeah, because yeah, racism is still a major problem. But just ask Black Tom. That's fair. Another character in this movie, 
But do you think that metaphor there kind of fades a little bit in modern times? Where it's, I mean, in the 1960s, obviously you have the civil rights movement, you have all that stuff historically. Sure. sure. This obviously was more of a state, X Men was obviously more of a statement on that, on acceptance and on everything like that. I don't think it's hidden at all. No, no, never has been. But do you think that's why the X Men doesn't work now? Because this is an X Men movie. We can't hide that at all. No, absolutely. He's an X. The best selling X Men movie. Yes, it is. I mean, it only made 785 million worldwide. Oh, that's all? That's it. Out of a $110 million budget, which is. Damn near nothing, nothing now. Yeah, yeah. Which it made back in its opening weekend. Yes, it did. And then some. 125 mil opening weekend. <laughs> Fine. But do you think that that's the issue with the X-Men? Is that the message is outdated? That everything that the X-Men stand for is outdated? No, because I think the message still resonates today. I think it's just they're not, I think they're not leaning on the message enough. I think they're trying to get away from the message, and that's the problem with these movies. Not that the fact they're leaning on a small Canadian with claws. I mean, they do rely pretty heavily on him, at least in the first three, and then the spinoffs, the two. Sp- All the billion <laughs> the spin-offs. three spinoffs that he has. <laughs> <laughs> you see the news this week about Jason Momoa? Jason Moana? Sorry. Uh, that he's interested in playing Wolverine? Also, Sabretooth. Uh, the Sabretooth, well, yeah, the, the Boss Logic yeah. Sabretooth Photoshop was so good. I loved it. I like him way better, Sabretooth, than I do Wolverine. He's way too tall to play Wolverine. Way why too, can't a small man play big. Wolverine? We need a, we need we need a, a small Wolverine. man. What about, like, Rob McElhenney? From It's Always Sunny. How cool would that be? It's interesting. I don't know. Just because he grows good facial hair. That's all I got. Sure. So does Daniel Radcliffe, but. Sure. And he could play angry because of that Harry Potter. People hate that casting idea, but I don't. People also hate the Robert Pattinson Batman thing. And you know how on board I am with that. I think it's fucking terrific. Very on board. Yeah. Yeah. But this sort of isn't like an X-Men type movie. Because when you think about all the messaging for racism and whatnot back in the 60s and then you see the x-men now yeah like the diversity within it what's the diversity within it it's really storm isn't it <laughs> Tell I mean, you there's the... storm there's yeah. bishop there's there's a whole lot of of x-men there's there. the blue one the beast the, yeah beast yeah he's blue uh mystique is blue but it makes, think that, blue. it makes me think that like so it's blue there's a lot of blue fine fine <laughs> so it's avatar they look with different powers. and people don't like them <laughs> but it's like domino wouldn't really fit into that so much like her power is luck 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 which luck isn't a power how does that work seriously (laughs) i love i love the quote from deadpool he's like seriously i don't get it what what you shoot luck lasers out of your eyes it's just it's it's hard to picture and it's certainly not very cinematic no but i love how she's diving through all this like wreckage and stuff as it's happening and everything's happening around her she's just living her life they set it up as like a rube goldberg device on steroids how cool is that it's incredible like she does one thing and it just parallels into this giant it's ridiculous it just ends up getting her exactly where she needs to be at the exact right moment um but deadpool says what coked out glass pipe sucking freak show comic book artist came up with that little chest yeah probably a guy who can't even draw feet which is a direct rip on rob liefeld the creator of domino and deadpool co-creator uh he's widely mocked and criticized for avoiding drawing characters feet and hands if you can't draw Um, you can't draw that's okay yeah but he does do quite a bit of illustration. And uh, when I saw this movie in theaters, that line made one guy in the audience crack the fuck up. Do you think he got it? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. He understood the reference and nobody else in the theater did. That's okay. Which is like, it's, the jokes in this movie get so specific sometimes that it's easy to miss some of them. It's like a Daniel Tosh joke. Yeah. Like where it, Daniel Tosh wants down to really one just person. narrow it down to the point you have no idea what I he's talking about. joke everything. <laughs> 
something like that. First time Daniel Tosh has been mentioned in years, by the way. You're welcome, Daniel. Yeah. We did it. Your show on Comedy Central doesn't hold up to your actual stand-up. Well, it's because the same thing as ridiculousness with yeah, the, but the little, the little border. First. The little border. Yeah. R- Rob Dyrdek. That guy. Dyrdek? 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 No one will know. Nobody ever knows. Ever. It's the, the, the RZA. The He's letters, the RZA of MTV The letters in the wrong shows. order, whatever his last name is. It's like a Brett Favre. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense the way it's spelled. Not pronounced. I think I know what my favorite one-liner from this movie was. What do you got? It was during uh, the Juggernaut fight at the at the the school the, yeah. the orphanage or whatever it was when deadpool gets up on his back and says hey big guy sun's getting real low why is that your favorite one ladder because it's a direct callback to the hulk and how natasha tries to get him to come down back to banner oh that's those are the lines he, she uses that's pretty good it's great i love that's it. pretty good i did that one over my head yeah okay like I said there are some Man, very specific this movie's gotta get jokes. a second watch for sure oh yeah every for watch sure. gets better I found I think I've I'm, seen it three times now. Okay. I, now I'm very curious. Yeah. Very I'm, curious. How do you feel about them doing the PG-13 version? Let it happen. Who gives a damn? Yeah. They're going to make money on it. That's, I think, the whole reason it, behind it. They got to it. release it's kind it in of like China. why we did a PG version of the Deadpool to see how we, how we if you can do it. Yeah. Also, you can't. Nope. It's hard as hell. <laughs> the word fuck is said 90 times in this movie. Well, the word fuck's going to said once. Let's do some fucking super stuff. Nice. Setting. Zero. I have no idea where it's this a took zero. place. It's I have it's no clue. Any city anywhere, I don't know. I did like the icebox. It was a very cool set. It was a very cool but set. But that's the only set I knew where we were. That's fair. It's a zero. It's a zero. Style and tone. What do you think about this one? It's got a very specific tone. It doesn't have any style, in my mind. None? There's not really. Not really. Because it's just generic It depends on if you city. consider if you consider comic book lore a style but it's but it doesn't at even this have, point yeah, it's been so I, I would say i mean the tone is obviously a full-blown one right but i don't think there's really any style, style to this movie to, yeah i would say maybe 0.5 just overall 0.5 is yeah. fair hero this is hard who's the hero i mean it's it's wade but 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 he's not much of a hero no but he does learn the importance of family yeah, but he has his own, his motivation Which is his whole self. journey, really. His motivation is he has to have his heart in the right place, and that's helping Russell get over whatever the fuck, get over his anger or whatever sure. the fuck that is. And it's strictly so he can be with Vanessa. That's true. In the afterlife. That's true. That's it. That's his motivation is, I'm going to be a good dude so I can bone hot ghost wife. Yeah. Because he wants to get pegged by a ghost dildo. That's, that's presumably. What, that's what he uh, presumably wants. I'll go. Point two five. Point two five. <laughs> I think that's kind of fair. Villains. Who? The villains in this Russell. movie. There's there's Russell. There's Juggernaut, who's there. He's there. There's uh actually or, originally Black Tom was supposed to be like the main villain. Okay. For the the second and third act of the movie, but then they were like, it's too much. I like how we're not even talking about Cable because he's not really the villain. Cable's not really a villain. Like, he's not really the hero either. He's 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 an antihero. He, he sure. shows up. Sure. He, He's against the antagonist, and then he's with him, and you yeah, know, yeah. How these movies, they can't have like a regular. I mean, Russell's kind of the villain, and what's scarier than a, a teenager who's kind of being bullied, who's overweight, and who's just angry? And there's the headmaster too, the pervert headmaster. The pervert That's another headmaster. whole side story. Which and his fine, his little henchman who they called uh, they called Jared Kushner at one point, which I thought was I like that hilarious. I think Russell's the villain of this thing. You also have Deadpool's own inner struggle. Who gives to a damn try about to do that? something I decent? I don't care about the inner struggle because his inner struggle is selfish, and we know that. That's fair. But Julian Dennison, very quickly, want to talk about him. Yeah, 
kind of is crushing it a little bit. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. We did, what is it, Hunt for the Wilder People? Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, that, Ryan Reynolds saw him that and said, I, there was gotta have that kid. Nobody else gotta have that kid. For this role. And he's very angry in this movie. And he plays angry really, really well. Really well. Because he's just playing it as a teenager who's hopped up on hormones and mutant yeah. juice and all that stuff. And mutant juice. He just wants to have his, his powers and stuff like that and just wants to hurt people because everyone's kind of against him. Really, he only wants to hurt one person in particular. It's the headmaster. It's the headmaster who's been abusing him. So it's it's warranted. It is warranted. But we know because Cable not... comes from the future and right. says once he gets a taste for it. He wants to keep going. Right. For villains, I'll go 0.25. I mean, he's able to just talk to the kid. Yeah. And talk him out of it. Female characters. One. Domino. No. No? No. What do you got? Are you familiar with the term fridging? No. In Green Lantern number 54, came out in 1994, Kyle Rayner comes home to his apartment to find his girlfriend, Alexander DeWitt, has been killed by a villain and stuffed into a refrigerator. So presumably it's like a, it would, would have been what happens in the next season of Dexter. Probably. Okay. But basically, uh, a term came from this called fridging, and it's a comic book trope where a female character is injured, raped, killed, or depowered as a plot device to motivate a male character, which is exactly what Vanessa is So it's a lot, movie. it's it's the opposite of save the cat. Yeah, basically. Okay. It's, uh, it's kill the cat. <laughs> and put it in the fridge. And put it in the fridge. So, Pussy in the fridge. So you have something to I'll work for. I'll take the joke. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, why not? So- so I can't. You can't because of Vanessa. Because of Vanessa. But Domino. Her entire- Domino is um, I'll go 0.75 that I don't want to take too much away from Especially Domino. Especially because- Because Vanessa uh, doesn't do anything in this movie. And Negasonic, longest name ever, and Yukio are also phenomenal. Yeah, but they don't do much. They don't do much They don't all. do much. But- Hi, Yukio. Hi, Yukio. Uh, I'll go 0.75 because I think Domino's that good. Yeah. I don't want to let Vanessa's almost nothing in this movie bring anything down, really. Right. But she's also the entire motivation. She's- just there. Which is the next category, yeah. story motivation. I mean, if you break it down that way, Wade's motivation is a selfish motivation, but it's a motivation nonetheless. It is a motivation. I'll go. He wants to fuck what's in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's Jason Big style. Yeah. Uh, Don't put your apple pie in the fridge. I'll go 0.5, maybe 0.75 even, because. Story. It has a semblance of a story. Yeah, but not really. It kind of just throws scenes out all willy nilly sometimes, and then it brings it all back and has it's, to. It has an arc. Has though. to kind of retcon I mean, it's... itself eventually, in order to make it work to give Cable kind of that hero moment. I'll go point five. Yeah, but Cable didn't need a hero moment. He so didn't that's need kind it, but of... they gave it to him. Right. So point five is where I stand with that one. Okay. Were you going to go higher or lower? Higher. You think so? Yeah. Why? I would have given it a point seven five. Why? Uh, just because I think motivation is there. Even if it's not the best right, motivation. Right, right. Yeah, we've given selfish and, motivations and higher. And the story yeah. is, for the most part, the story is there. It's just, yeah, I mean, the ending is weird on account of the time travel stuff. But the, if they had just left it as it was, it still would have been a complete story. I'll go 0.75. All right. Music. I want to go one. I'll give you the one. Uh, I think it's all right. I don't think it's mind-blowing, but I think it's pretty good for being I think you need to re-listen to- yeah. The motherfucker song. I will. It's going to be my ringtone. I and the Celine Dion I absolutely number. will, weirdly enough. So, yeah. Impact on the genre. The first one had an impact. It did. I don't know if this one did. This one is a, is a follow-up that did very much the same thing, but also made more money than the first one. That's just because the first one teed it up. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the 
Is there a Deadpool 3 in talks? I'm assuming there must be. There has been. Uh, X-Force and Deadpool 3 have been in talks. Josh okay. Brolin is apparently signed on for four more deals, but the whole thing is who knows what's going on because of the Fox-Disney deal. So it's probably a one then, just based on prop deals? Right. Yeah. Based on it? And I'm assuming Ryan Reynolds doesn't want to ever have to play another character. No, probably not. So. I mean... All right, I guess we'll go one. I guess, we, I guess so. Yeah. It's a, a not a dirty one. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Teamwork. Or do you want to go parents? I don't know what to do for this one. It's kind of a single character movie. It is. Because the X-Force barely it's a, exists. It's a zero. Because right. we don't know anything I about the like parents. I feel like either way, it would be zero. Yeah. Because even teamwork. Oh, is. they're not good teams. Yeah. Not, they, they, they kill they didn't even, the entire X-Force within a minute and a half. They didn't take into account the wind. <laughs> After it was specifically brought up. Multiple times. Multiple times. Snuggle Bear even said it. But yeah. that final team of Negasonic and Yukio and Colossus and Deadpool and... It's not even a team. It's individuals doing individual things. No, but I think it is. It, it's like a family. No, That's kind of what the whole message is. They is say they're, they're a family. family. I get that. But it's one of those... You know, I think it's a Colossus lot Colossus of... is the dad. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> I can't do it. It's a zero because he's right. an individual. And one-liners. It's a one. Of we know that. It's, it's we know it's Deadpool a one. movies are of course a one. Of course. That's gonna give Deadpool two a pretty low score of five and a half. That's not low. That's pretty average. It's average, but I low for an X-Men movie. I like this movie. <laughs> we had an X-Men last week with six point uh, seven five when we that's, talked about it. That's well, I wouldn't call it last week. Well, we mentioned it. It puts it higher than X two, but lower than X-Men and Deadpool. Okay. It's a fine spot for it. Again, I have a lot of issues with this movie, even though I like this movie more than the first one. Okay. But it's a good movie. Yeah. I'd watch it again in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And I'd probably get more out of it and more enjoyment. Yeah. Because apparently there's a lot of stuff you need to see again. There's so much that happens so fast that, yeah, you need multiple viewings in this one. On our list of top 71 superhero movies on Rotten Tomatoes, where do you think this one falls? Ooh, 33. 27. Oh, okay. Pretty respectable. Yeah. Not bad. 1 to 100. Go. 70. 83%. Huh. Audience scores 85%, so I'd say it's pretty damn accurate. Yeah. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch says, The film's greatest asset is Reynolds, who in Deadpool finally found the role of his dreams. He a lot made of people it. just saying, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> hey, good on you, bud. The Boston Globe said, The star does his shtick and invites us in for a giggle, but there's no weight to the character or to Reynolds' playing of him. He's like Robert Downey Jr. without the soul. <laughs> what do you think of that that's uh an interesting take i don't know maybe this will help you out salon.com said just as robert downey jr has become the definitive iron man ryan reynolds is deadpool it's the role he was born to play and whenever he's on screen the movie's inner classic shines forth he's on screen the whole fucking movie yeah it's his yeah, movie is there a scene without him i don't think so not that i can recall <laughs> there you have it i guess for that one the New Yorker says, for all the impulsive flamboyance of Deadpool's patter, the liberating power of personal virtue, and the disheartening promise of second chances, Deadpool 2 feels narrowly impersonal and oppressively unfree. Big words. Yes. But. They definitely took the SATs at some point in their life. <laughs> the gist of that was it feels impersonal. Yes. Which I, I don't know. The part that got me was oppressively unfree, because it feels like it just followed the formula from the first one of, here's more. Maybe. New jokes. James Bardinelli, Real Views, Mr. Negative himself, liked it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he said, despite lacking the freshness of 2016 feature, the sequel is funny, energetic, and determined not to take itself seriously. 
even when serious things happen. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fine. As you can imagine, Roger Ebert did not see this movie due to death. He was dead. He just is laughing, I'm sure, somewhere. He had a good sense of humor. Yeah. He's uh, probably I, wondering about yeah. how they have sex when she's dead. Of course, ghost sex. Super sex. He has that's not seen thing. Has not seen MacGruber because the ghost <laughs> sex, that's that's clearly what it is. But other people who did see this movie, uh, they reside on Amazon. Oh, do they? Yeah. What do they think? This movie's got over 3,100 customer reviews oh, wow. on Amazon. 72% of them are five star oh, okay. and only 6% of them are one star. That makes sense. From September 3rd, 2018. Wanted to like it. Did not laugh at all. Main plot with the pyro kid was weak. This script should have been trashed. Love the first one, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. From September 23rd, 2018, the first one it was so much better. This one suffered from horrible writing, bad jokes, and far too much slapstick. I also did not care about the kid and found the plot line of saving him tedious. It seemed a bit silly watching them kill 50 people just to convince the kid not to kill one person. <laughs> In short, it was a complete letdown. The first one is a classic. This one is a dud. Dudpool. Dud. No, that was a good wordplay. Thank you. Yeah. It is kind of silly to kill so many people to say, hey, don't kill that guy. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Yeah. Completely get it. Let's find more people out of sense of humor. Here we go. September 20... <laughs> September 16, 2018. Comedy is like salt. It's a seasoning to a story. This was heavy-handed and ham-fisted. Not heavy-handed. No. And that's coming from me. Yeah. Endless winks at the camera instead of telling the story. I was very disappointed. In fact, it took me three tries to finish watching it. I kept getting bored and offended at the insults to my intelligence. And it was a bit mean-spirited. A bit? It had the, <laughs> that popular kid vibe in which only the cool kids really matter. Everyone else is just a prop to be mowed down in the interest of a mean laugh. I'm sorry I bought it instead of renting it. Wow. That's a person who thinks that full-on fourth wall breaking is a wink. Yeah, no, it, there was no wall. That's why. They got, there was, They understood that part of it. But it was not a wink. If that's a wink, then I'm afraid of the things they've missed over the years. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more one star. Let's hear it. From December 6, 2018. This is what happens when movies get politically religious. Oh, yes. Go Buckle on. in. DP2, seriously? DP1 was so awesome. But DP2, equal sign, crap, exclamation point. Uh, it does equal crap. When movies slash shows display political religion turns me off to the story. That's I don't not how words or sentences work. No. That's not how they function. Nope. Probably others too. What? It yeah, doesn't probably. matter which side of the aisle slash pew you're on. Political religion shouldn't be in a superhero movies slash shows. Just my two cents. Wish I can get my money back on this rental. What? It he gave us his two cents and he asked for his money back. That's interesting. But what? What political religion political are we religion? talking about? First of all, what is this political religion? I don't know. I don't agree with it. In this, you have or what, religious politics. Yeah, what, I don't understand where we're going with this thing. I don't. Yeah, what is... You have an openly gay character in Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Maybe that's what they meant. Hi, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh, that's it. I don't want to say... I keep confused with the Yu-Gi-Oh character. And it's oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. That's fine. But at the same time, you have a main character who likes getting pegged. Yeah. What political... I don't I... Is it because he called the one guy Jared Kushner? He looked like Jared Kushner. He did. Don't wear MAGA hats. They fuck up your brain. There. We did it. <laughs> we said it. Brian, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to be kicking off Bat Month. We made it. We finally made it. We did it. It's been so long since we've done a Batman movie. 
that we're going to do five in a row. Starting off with- Wait. Say it in your best Adam West impression. I don't have a good Adam West impression. Uh, every time I try an Adam West, it sounds like John Wayne. Yeah, sure. It's kind of fucked yeah. in lots of ways. We're going to be starting off with- No, no that's nothing. That's, that's I don't that's know nothing. what that was. That's just a lower voice I liked than it, my own. Nope. But nope. It wasn't an impression at all. We're going to be watching 1966 Batman Pilgrim. <laughs> Batman. Did I, did I John Wayne again? Batman 66. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was like a uh, excited we whisper. We have one week to learn Adam West impression. I'll work on it. Or Burt Ward impressions. Uh, much easier, I think. Or, damn, you name it, every villain's in the movie. I don't know. Haven't seen it. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. This is one that's been high up on my list for a very long time. We've gotten requests for this Batman. one, too. Yes, so we have. This will be a good time. Welcome to Bat Month. Welcome to Bat Month. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of the stuff, all the things. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Caped Podcasters. We're throwing up content on the Facebook and Twitter all the time, like super fights and stuff like that. Yeah, and the whatnot. And the whatnot. Lots of whatnot, mostly. If you have any questions, comments, stories, jokes, opinions, you can send them to capepodcasters at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you. So we'll see you next week for Batman 66. Same pod time. Same pod channel. So, Brian, that's Deadpool 2. Sure what is. do you think happens post, 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 post credits? I don't, there's a lot of post credits. One post credit scene. It's a lot. Go ahead. Uh, I think Deadpool uses his little time travel device to yep. save all of the X Force members and gathers them back up for a meeting, including Snuggle Bear. Including Snuggle Bear. Good. He says, All right, guys, first mission didn't go the way I wanted to, but I got a second mission, and here's what we're going to do. And at an exact moment, they all start to turn into dust and fade away. Oh, no. Oh, no. And Deadpool's like, what the hell is happening? And he turns around and looks at Cable. And Cable's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Dave, what do you think happens? <laughs> what I think happens is it's a post-credits post where Deadpool sneaks up on Ryan Reynolds with a Green Lantern script. Yep. And he blasts him in the back of the head. And yeah. Ryan Reynolds falls over after he's like, oh, I'm the big man now. Ba 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 ba. And Ryan Reynolds just looks up and he goes, no, no. Blake, Blake Lively, come out here. Come out here, please. Oh, good. You're alive. Deadpool, where's your wife? Where's your wife, hot shot? She's fucking dead. <laughs> wow. She's dead. That's harsh. Yeah. <laughs>